Court. We have done it. Art Matt, sing the theme song. The Philistines. Gorgeous. Oh, lo- I didn't know where it was going to go. Me neither. <laughs> That's the key to a good theme song. Mm. Okay, so we're going to have some new goals, Art Matt. As you know, uh, we, we, we're learning more about history, mm-hmm. and uh, we got to learn to pick the pace up and find the real mo- uh, juicy details. Mm-hmm. The squeeze-worthy we stuff. We know about sieges. Yeah. We know about the battles. We know about that. We're looking for those, you know, uh, popes with weird penises. Uh, we're looking for those. <laughs> oh, no. Remember <laughs> that? First example. I forgot <laughs> about that. Like, no, okay. That's not exactly what we're hunting for, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay? We're looking for the, you know, the first electric chair, uh, you mm-hmm. know, time for a horse. You get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, the guy okay? who so, caught a meteorite with a baseball glove. Exactly. I still feel like that wasn't true. There was a, it was very contentious Wikipedia article, but mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. that's behind the Patreon wall. So okay, let's uh, let's dive right in. And so the goal today is for August eighteenth is we're trying to find the juicy stuff. Okay, the good info here. Yeah. And first fact. It's my fact because it's an AD, which it's kind. Of, we're starting pretty late in the game. Six eighty four. Wow, almost the seven hundred. Battle of Marj Rahit, Umayyad up. Uh, Partisans defeat supporters of Ilbin Azvar and cement Umlad control of Syria. Hmm. That was what we call a standard battle. Mm-hmm. That's a battle there. They defeated someone. They probably were not very kind to the uh, losers. And, uh, I mean, good on that. That's how history went. But, yeah, it's a battle. Okay, now here's the challenge, Art Matt. Find me a fact. Let's keep going through history. On the same day, August 18th, find me a fact that isn't about a battle. Going in order. Uh... Well, I can skip right to it. Would you like me to do that? I mean, we could do that. Or you could just go. I was thinking you could just go. Just oh, no, give no, the, yeah. Give the quick highlight. I like the, I like the highlight. Yeah, I do like us acknowledging every fact and saying, yep, whatever, or yes. diving in. So I will do, then do 1304. The Battle of Mons and Pavele is fought to a draw between the French army and the Flemish militias. Meh. Definitely shouldn't be reported then if it's a draw. Mm-hmm. That does not count as a fact. Tell me when someone wins. Yeah. Who who even like wow. I guess both of them are like, yeah, it no. was a draw. If I was a historian and someone's like, uh, okay, hey, write this down. Okay, the Battle of Mons a Pavil, it's done, it's over. Okay, what happened? No, it's a draw. And it goes, No, 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 it's not done yet then. Okay, finish the battle, then talk to me and I'll write the history. Yeah, agreed. Alright. Keep it up. Find something. Eh, let's see here. This one's a siege, fourteen eighty seven, the siege of Malagan Malaga. Ends with the taking of the city by Castilian and Aragonese for- forces. Hmm. So Aragonese. Sounds like Game of Thrones stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Standard siege. Now this next one is not a battle. Instead, this is a marriage in Paris, France, in 1572. Marriage in Paris, France, oh of the Huguenot King Henry III of Narave, Navarre, and to Margaret of Voila. <laughs> In a supposed attempt, great. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce that. In a supposed attempt it to is. reconcile Protestant and Catholics. Okay, so this is not a battle. So I'm like, I'm willing to give this a bit more time. Um, no, I, I, there's so many good things about this. Okay, oh, so first perfect. of all, King Henry the mm-hmm. Okay, of Dave Navarro. Yes. Dave Navarro's great, 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 great. That is what made if me you laugh. Do not think. That Dave Navarro, is that really what made you laugh yes. that you instantly thought that you were well, like, I, I, <laughs> you thought of Dave Navarro. That's all. We're just like, that name looks like yeah. the name of the former Red Hot Chili Peppers and current Ink Master host. Mm-hmm. And he, oh, well, let's not forget he was in Jane's Addiction, too. 
Yeah, you're right. Actually, Jane's Addiction is the most notable thing. And I was actually trying to pull that fact out. I'm like, what's his actual band? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think of, okay, because he has like, he has like, you know, cringy bands after that. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, it's like Dave Navarro in, in the the rings or like the guy. I was trying to think Ooh. of what he would be really into. I just remembered he has a really funny line in I Love the 70s, I think. But I will leave it to the listener and to you to look that up in your spare time. God dang it. Now I have to watch the entire I Love the 70s. Yes. Oh, I will not specify I which year. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. In the show I Love the 70s, like on VH1? Yeah. Well, here, I'll give you a hint. It was on the episode where they covered uh, Revenge of the Nerds. So maybe it was the 80s, okay. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell me, Armand. Okay, I'm not okay, going to find this extinction. Okay, real quick. Here we go. Dave Navarro and another bandmate from uh, Jane's Addiction, who I can't remember the name now. I think it's it wasn't Perry Farrell, and it was Jane. No, it wasn't Jane. But anyway, they're both sitting there, and I guess the uh, you know the producers had prompted them like, do you like? Or I think um, the other guy said, "Oh yeah, uh, Revenge of the Nerds." Boy, I wish I could remember that one song that uh, that they uh, uh, that the black nerd sang. And then Dave Navarro said, "I remember it." And then said, "Clap your hands, everybody! Everybody, clap your and everybody hands!" Everybody, clap your but hands. But he said it very well. It was a very good like performance or you know comedic timing for saying, "Oh, I remember." I have to watch it again myself, I guess. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we should watch God. Revenge of the Nerds is really good. And the only problem about Revenge of the Nerds, Art Matt, is that I watched that movie. I would say, I'm going to give the number, a conservative estimate is 147 times Yeah. Mm-hmm. before I found out that there was boobs in it. Whoa. Oh, Comedy Central. Comedy Central. You, you just don't even know what that's like, where you're just like, what? Yeah. No, no, I've already seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it so many times. You were probably like, you were probably like. Yeah, I don't know if I want to watch that. I've seen it 146 times. And then all of a sudden someone's like, no, 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 this is a VHS copy. Don't worry. And you're like, there's, there's actual boobs in this movie. This is cool. Well, no, Armand, imagine my embarrassment where it's like, someone's like, oh, I love Rins the Nerds. Oh, I got Rins the Nerds right here. And VHS is like, Ugh, I've seen it more than anyone. Dude, I know. Her boobs look so good. I'm like, well, yeah, but you don't get to see them. I'm like, yeah, you do. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? And they're like, I thought you've seen it 147 times. I watch it all the time. Where? On your VCR? Well, not exactly my VCR. It's repeats on and then that's how i got uh, once again laughed out laughed from out young of... film critic society yep well okay so this was already a very good uh, detour that we've taken well, we just, we're just laughing at dave navarro and i love the 70s but uh, mm-hmm. uh well this is a good thing though this is a good idea because this was a marriage that was supposed to reconcile uh, the rift between protestants and catholics imagine that pressure on a marriage yeah boy oh boy it's <laughs> a very good point so there's two big sects of uh, the Christian religion, and you guys are going to solve that problem by being married. Imagine this. Yeah, imagine this Art Matt. Like, you get married, and I'm like, okay, awesome. You've been married. Okay, you've been bar- married for a year now. Okay, so Art Matt, so uh, how are things going with being married here? Are the Sunni and the Shiites no longer fighting? Did mm-hmm. you fix that yet? Mm-hmm. That was one of your marriage goals. Yeah. That's kind of why we got you together here. So uh, what's it like living with someone? Uh, you know, how do you guys deal with, uh, you know, the bills these days? And also... Yeah. Did you get? Uh, did you agree on who Muhammad uh, Muhammad's successor is? And they're like, no, we both have very, very different ideas on that. This isn't going to work. <laughs> How did that debate you uh, held yesterday between the Diothela- Dio God, I can't even say it. Diothelician mono. What was it called? Mono monoelitist mm. and the Dionoelitist. I can't even remember those terms from yesterday. We no. look it up every day. We're gonna have to hit that like fact five more times before it's <laughs> even like anywhere close to being memorable. We should focus on the pronunciation, and then we'll work backward. Okay. Hmm. Well, well, obviously this worked here because I'm pretty sure Protestants and Catholics are one of the best. That's peanut butter and jelly right there. Mm-hmm. I always see them 
interacting. No, seriously, have you ever heard, when was the last time, Art, Matt, you heard someone say, oh, don't hang out with him, they're a Protestant, or vice versa, like, oh my God, Protestant Catholics, how do you guys get along? Do you guys even speak the same? You don't hear that at all. Nah. So it, it definitely worked. Yeah, that's a good point. And then we owe it all to Henry and Marge. What a, what a good love story here. Uh, let's keep going. 1590, John White, governor of the Roanoke Colony, returns from a supply trip to England and finds his settlement deserted. Oh, yeah. I do know a little bit about this. Because in Ro- you know, you probably actually heard about this because you had to learn everything about Virginia being raised in Virginia. That that's didn't happen to me that's in how Connecticut. It works. That's so weird. Did you learn about Connecticut? No. Only? <laughs> what? <laughs> didn't learn anything about Connecticut. Like, Wait, wait, wait. Well, Armand, it's probably, there's probably a very specific reason for that. Because Virginia has had the most U.S. presidents born in the state. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that we should focus on studying it there. Connecticut's the poorest state. So it makes no sense to study it right here, okay? so Yeah, yeah. We just had a bunch of prime ministers, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, do you have any, th- do, you, do you actually know about this? You actually know about his Yep, I know it happened. Being so they, they went to Roanoke Colony. I actually went to the a museum in Roanoke not too long ago, and it was very fun and saw cool stuff. And Was it just deserted? And they're just like, here it is, the John White Museum. Nope. It's like, you guys. Oh, actually, this reminds me of something we talked about. Uh, this was uh, the last time I had my head in some uh, novelty stocks to, uh, to uh, have people pelt tomatoes <laughs> at me. <laughs> I love the question of being like, if you live in Virginia, it's just the, the the simple question of when was the last time your heads were in the stocks? And it's like, oh God, it's been since I was a child. Mm-hmm. You're like, what are you talking about? It's like you don't know what it's like to grow up in Virginia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was the last time, and I believe what happened, they went to Roanoke, or you know, some people did. A bunch of people stayed behind to you know just you know make a colony. Uh, the guy who came back, there it is, the Lost Colony. Uh, they came back and found no one there, but they found like one clue on a fence post or a tree or something that the name of the uh, tribe, uh, the name of a tribe, and they're like, oh, maybe they went, whoa, that guy is fucking handsome. And he looks That's exactly Walter like me. Raleigh. That's Sir Walter Raleigh. He is, I, I know, he is the fanciest explorer I've ever seen. I'm a brand new fan of him because he's involved as with all, Walter Raleigh. He just owned yesterday and today. Yeah. He was one of the person. He was the governor of the uh, of an attempt at permanent settle. So he was a governor. Walter Raleigh was the governor of the Lost Colony. Dang. Okay, wait, so sorry. What were you saying? You got, you literally just saw, you saw this man, Sir Walter Raleigh, famous explorer, and you were so blinded by his beauty, you went, damn, he's beautiful. What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to make him my Facebook uh, picture profile. Profile picture. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, but so wait, I still got wait, you, wait, wait. vegan. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, I'm confused. Though. So Where wait, what's you? happening? What so doing? they just... <laughs> they, wait, wait, wait. They... Wait. Can you not hear me? No, I can't I can hear, hear you. you. Can you hear me? The internet died. Uh-oh. I, I can, I can. Oh, yeah. Okay, return of the lost colony. So it says, finally in 1590, with the immediate threat of Spanish invasion, uh, let's see, two ships, the Hopewell and the Moonlight, set sail for Roanoke. The return journey was prolonged by extensive privateering, a.k.a. little private wartime. little private. This is what you mm. say. Yeah, yeah, sure, for a couple shekels. Mm-hmm. I will, uh, I will I'll, I'll, I'll shoot some cannons at that other boat over there. They ended in the Outer Banks. God, I love the Outer Banks. Yeah. Uh, let's see, landing was hazardous. Uh, let's see. Seven of the chiefest were drowned. Mm. He reached Roanoke. He found that it had been long deserted. Yep. Collapsed. The few clues about the colonists included the letters carved C R O into the tree. 
the word Krawatan carved on a post over the over the fort. Yep, that's exactly what I just said. Actually, wait, did, I did, did say you, that to the I, fucking T, except I didn't name the. You did. <laughs> you should have said Krawatan, which is you know right. This is out cosine mm-hmm. over radius yeah. over Toa. Okay, yes. Toa, Toa. I just see Toa. I see it all capitalized like that, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. True to the word, the colonists had looked after his belongings, which had been carefully buried and hidden. You jerk. <laughs> we did it. We took care of it. We carefully hid them mm. in the dirt. Uh, his armor was eaten through with, through with rust. Okay, so I, okay, we don't. So no one knows what happened. Not really. Yeah, it's still a mystery. They just assume that they probably just hung out with the Croatans and uh, uh, you know assimilated into their society, like the Borg. Well, guess what, Art Matt? I actually have some new information. So, wait, are you sure that no one has any information about that? Just to confirm before I reveal my information. Oh, oh, quite, quite certainly, absolutely, yes. Do go on. Okay, so, okay, so if no one has any theories, then I know what happened. Okay. Then I've got some new evidence. That's what always what I'm looking for. When I'm like, wait, no one is making theories over here. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I own this section of the, of the yes. conspiracy theory world. You found a you found a gap in the market, or whatever that phrase is. is. Yeah, hundred percent. There's there's arbitrage in the conspiracy theory market right now around the the lost colony of Roanoke. Why are people not talking about this? Okay, well, we'll I don't actually have any I don't actually have any theories, but uh, you can make up your own at home, and we'll we'll work on this later. Maybe, 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 Art Man, you and I could work on like a. A short, like, how does the, how many episodes do you need for a Netflix show? Like five? Five minimum, yeah. Okay, like just a quick little five, a little five-part miniseries called The Lost Colony. Yeah, I I like the idea. I think it slaps. I think, I think it'll sell good. Okay, let's go. Armad, this is definitely a fact made for you. Well, let's see here. Uh, As a bit of a warlock. Mm, yes. Uh, 1612. The Trial of the Pendle Witches, one of England's most famous Witch Trials begins at Lancaster Assizes. What is that word? <laughs> you got it. It's Assizes. That's the word ass and the word sizes uh-huh. together. That's it. Mm. That is it. These are courts in Wales. Courts in Where they assize stuff. Okay, so first of all, were they successful in finding witches? I don't know. I mean... Like, did it work? That's all I want to know. It says there was witch trials. Okay, great. Did they find some? Events leading up to the trial, uh, meeting at Malkin Tower. Here's the trials. Wait, here's the ooh. They, look, look, these sound like witches. They were on charges of child murder and cannibalism, witch stuff. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this person was on their third trial for witchcraft. This time oh. for killing a horse. Oh my god! Wait, third trial? That's what? insane. Wait, what? okay. First Please of all, tell she's me got she... a name. She's got an art. Oh, she's got an article. Bandy ham. She's really good. <gasps> Okay, oh god, How, okay, Art Matt, Art Matt, I'm clicking off the article, clicking off the article. How do you think she killed the horse? Uh, with a broom? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I'm about to read the whole story, but I'm pretty sure I just read that she rode it to death. Oh. Which is like, that's not like, that's just like a horse died. You're like, yeah. It sounds like okay, that horse wasn't good at being a horse. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes horses die. Oh, it does say that. Uh, Margaret Pearson, yeah, I wasn't lying. Uh, also known as Padaham Witch, because she lived in the town of Padaham and was a witch. No. Uh, her third trial happened on this particular day. Today, uh, one of the witches, known as Shaddocks, had accused of Pe- another witch? Another witch Whoa. had accused Pearson of riding a mare to death. So one witch accused another witch of killing a horse, and then she got... In, and then that witch got accused of being a witch? Yeah. That, I, they were big on that back then. 
imagine this, Art Man. Imagine this. She's a witch. She killed her horse. She rode it to death. And how do you know? I'm a witch. <laughs> well, then you're arrested. <laughs> ah, shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, she, yeah. So I guess they have two names, though, right? She's Margaret Pearson, also known as the Padam Witch. And this other one is Shaddix, also known as Ann Whittle. She's like, oh, no, sorry, sorry. That's, that's Hold Shaddix. on. Wait, do you, see this, do you see this other sentence? The only other evidence submitted against her came from a fellow resident of Pandaham, Janet Booth, <laughs> who said that on a visit to per Pearson's husband's while Margaret was in prison, a toad had jumped out of a pile of firewood. Oh, my God. We could Arrest frame, her. We could Arrest frame her. so many people. <laughs> we need her. She's obviously guilty. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. Okay. First of all, how does that work? How did she explain it? I mean, this is exactly like the Monty Python joke. If she turned me yes. into a newt and you're like, you don't look like a newt. Got better. It's just like, you know, it's like, I don't even understand. Like, a toad jumped out? Does, was, was, the, was she accused of... Controlling toads? Yes. Do they never come <laughs> out of firewood? Is this so rare? Yeah. Also, we just found this out, Art Matt. Mm. It said right here that she was sentenced to, to be pillared. And I was like, what's pillared? Guess what? Pillory is just like stocks. It is similar. It's related to stocks. What? It's used for punishment and public humiliation. It looks the exact same as stocks. I don't understand the difference. Yeah. Here it is. Rather than the lesser punishment, okay, stocks are, are the lesser version of pillory. Oh. Oh, wow. I did not realize that, that we were always these days proud of being in silly old stocks and pillory. Oh, wait a minute, Art Man. Whoa. We never used stocks. We used pillory. We've only been stocks pilloried. A, oh, vegan. We we've have, only been pilloried. We have so much to catch up on. <laughs> oh, my God, Art Man. I've got so many pictures that are labeled incorrectly. David, when he's in fourth grade, in the stocks, like, uh, oh. those aren't the stocks, okay? That's called the pillory. Okay? I wish you had been such a, 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 a smart little kid that whenever your dad was like, okay, Began, take a photo now that you're in the stocks. And you're like, no, Dad. I mean, it's not a stocks. It's a pillory. Or like, he's just so mad. He's like, get in there and stay in there. That is what he would say. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's true. how you stay in the stocks here. <laughs> okay. Um, this is, I can't believe we were talking, we had stock talk came up today and we found out that we've been calling stocks incorrectly the whole time. I call them stonks. Stonks, yeah, exactly. I gotta say, one thing that's really awesome, I, I don't want to get into this again, okay? I've got a little bit of an obsession with this, but apparently that, that, that Foucault character wrote in his On Punishment book, he said that, hey, listen, back in the day, we, when you wanted to punish someone, right, you would put him in the, in the pillory mm -hmm. and you throw tomatoes at them yeah. and everyone would go like this. Hey, what'd that guy do? And he goes, he did this. And you go, rode a horse to death? It's not that bad. I'm not throwing tomatoes. Yeah. And then people flowers. would kind of go, oh, look at that one. That's, this person didn't even punch that bad. Sometimes you'd be like, what'd that person do? And it's like, I don't know what they did, right? They, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Broke into the bakery and stole all the bread. And then it's like, kill that person. And then the government gets to publicly see what's, you know, you can see where the justice is happening. Once we move people out of the stocks and the pillories into behind closed doors, you don't know what people are being punished for. Mm -hmm. They're being punished for, you know, a frogs leaping out of firewood. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. An egregious crime. So, that's why I'm not, I'm not trying to be sound. I'm not trying to be just, you know, just, you know, reactionary here. Okay. We need to bring back the pillory. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. It would work. This would work here, okay? Also, we should also bring back the shame pole, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Which is the Swedish version oh, of no. the pillory. The shame okay? pole. Okay, it's a, it's a simple post uh, that's only around the neck. There's The Dutch have one. The French have one, okay? 
Okay, that's uh, yeah, fascinating. Uh, Portugal's got their own version, okay? Okay, so, okay, okay, I'm getting off. I'm getting off of the various shame polls that everyone has. God, so people threw rotten tomatoes, right? They didn't throw their good tomatoes. No, you are way off. You are way off, Art, Matt, okay? Remember, remember, think about this, okay? If it's a standard, you're just, it's a, there's two types of um, public pillory, right, sessions. There is the one where you go there because you do not like this person. You bring out your fresh tomatoes because it says two things. One, you know how much a hard tomato hurts. Mm, yeah. You got a beefsteak to a, the face, <laughs> you'll, get a, you'll get a black eye, okay? Now, an old beefsteak, even, you know, a, a two-week-old beefsteak, mm -hmm. you can't get a black eye with a two-week-old beefsteak. You're just getting tomato everywhere. Yeah. Gross tomato. It's just a massage at that point, a face massage. So what I do is I always bring my mushy old tomatoes, mm -hmm. right? And if I know the person who's going to be pilloried that day, I'll bring some good tomatoes if I'm against what they did in particular. You know what? I just thought of a good scene for our movie that we make about every single fact of every single day is that someone's in the stocks, but the guy really likes them. And so he's like, I know. I'll throw something on him. And he throws cucumbers and they land right on his eye. And he says, hmm. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. great. <C> cool. <laughs> I just like that scene. I anime. <laughs> I like that idea. Animate that for me, Art Matter. Draw, paint that idea of some guy in the stocks, mm -hmm. someone throwing cucumber, and then like one cucumber in his eye and the other one landing, about to land on his eye, and him looking relaxed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe he's got okay, some yogurt on work. his uh, face. Okay. Yeah, I will. Uh, okay. 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 Let's keep going. This sounds awesome, though. Witch trials rule. Mm -hmm. Hopefully got rid of all those witches. Um, 1638. Urbane Grandier accused and convicted of sorcery. What? Accused. In Loudon, France. We've got more witches. Sorcery. So sorcery is illegal Dude, too? That's a big bummer. It says right here, he was he was burned at the stake, convicted of witchcraft, following the events of the so-called London possessions. Oh. Loudon possessions. Wow, he's got his own possessions. Nice. Oh my God, that's so crazy. He's got some music composed by him. The playwright John Whitting composers a Christoph Penderecki and Peter Maxwell Davies, as well as the historian Jules Michelet. Wait, wait, he's got a bunch of people. People love him. Huh. Well, he's pol politically, oh, Art Matt, you know the real story. You know the real story, okay? Right now, think about this, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, we are in, it's, uh, what is it called? 1634, right? 1634, sure. We're in France, okay? All of a sudden, someone gets accused of witchcraft, and they all of a sudden get burned at the stake. Who would be behind this? Oh, my God. It's of course. You know the answer. It's of course Cardinal Richelieu. It's of course Cardinal Richelieu, as it always mm -hmm. is, the villain, the villain of everything happening <laughs> at this time. Ah, Cardinal Richelieu again, again. Now, what do you think he? What the sorcery do you think he was doing? Do you think he had a prism or something like that, or like Aldous Huxley? Hmm. That was it. It was a pure prism. He just had one prism. Yeah. He was just like making the Pink Floyd album yes, cover, and, he was and they're like, like "How are you telling the future?" And then he says, how do you know about Pink Floyd already? I'm the only one who does. And they're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. kill him. <laughs> yes. Rishi was like, this is only for my mind. Mm -hmm. Listen, here's what happened here. Okay, so this particular person, Urbane, which is a cool name, Urbane Grandier, gained uh, the enmity, which I think became an enemy of the powerful Cardinal Richelieu. Uh, in his continuing efforts mm -hmm. to consolidate and centralize power, the crown had ordered the walls around Loudon to be demolished. The populace went over two minds concerning this, concerning this whether to keep the wall or to rely on the central government for protection. Grandier suppo su uh, supported those who wanted to keep the wall, and he also wrote a book attacking the discipline of clerical celibacy. He had also penned a scathing satire of the cardinal. Yes, the cardinal did this. Mm. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. 
this is this guy's dad. Well, first of all, what sorcery did he did? A scathing satire of Cardinal Richelieu. That makes you a witch back then. Oh my Pretty god! Easy. That, what a burn that is. Like he burned him so bad. He's like, there's no way he could have thought of that by himself. It insulted me for all these very clever and and ways yeah. that made me cry for days. He must be a sorcerer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Here it is. It says it says that. Uh, Let's see. A grandier had been tortured. Documents were introduced, purportedly signed by him and several demons as evidence that he had made a diabolical pack. It's not clear whether he signs these packs under duress. We don't know <laughs> if he signed these packs under duress that he and several demons made a demonic pack. Okay. Now, Vegan, wait. Okay, we uh, have to invent a new citation, <laughs> and it looks just like that one that says citation needed, but it just says, come on. like, <laughs> Come on, for real? <laughs> Nah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The judges had condemned him to be put to the extraordinary question, which is in quotes, and there's a Whoa. link to it. And the extraordinary question. Oh. We are getting into some crazy stuff here. Whoa. This is known as water cure. And this is a form of torture in which the victim is forced to drink large waters, large quantities of water in a short time. And they show someone with a thing that you would water a plant with shoved down someone's throat with a bunch of people around him. One guy pointing over him saying, uh-uh-uh. Don't spit it out. Shouldn't have done that. Wow. So this is not waterboarding. Oh or dunking. This is not waterboarding. Or ducking. This is where they want... Here you go. This is it says right here. Similar modification has been used under the name waterboarding. Oh. But yeah, that's totally different here. Waterboarding. This was probably deemed too cruel. They're like, just pour it on them. Yeah. They're like... Jeez. Oh, wow. This is crazy. And so, wait, wait, wait. That's what they decided to do, do this guy. They said waterboard him, which is not usually immediately fatal. It was only given to the victims who were to be executed immediately afterward. Uh oh. He was also, oh my God, they also gave him the Spanish boot. Uh oh. An iron foot. <laughs> what is. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. If, really, in history, you go, he gave him the old Spanish boot. Oh. And you're like, what does that mean? Is that good? Like, it's obviously an iron. It's not <laughs> exactly. Is that a handsome boot? Uh, it's it's <laughs> really stylishly handcrafted Iberian leather boots. Mm. Um, this was the term boot refers to a okay. First of all, <laughs> I clicked on the uh, the Spanish boot and it took me to the article boot, which is a family of instruments for torture, oh. which is designed to crush the leg or foot. Mm. And so there's the Spanish boot. Which also called scarpines, which is made of four pieces of narrow wood nailed together. The boards were measured to fit the victim's leg. Once they were enclosed, they were hammered between the boards, creating pressure. They just are smashing people's feet. Yikes! Oh, and here's a very specific this, Spanish boot. That's what we. That's what they, he was given. The Spanish boot, iron casing for the leg and the foot, wood or iron wedges hammered around. Yikes! Commonly referred to as a shin crusher. The Scottish effort they they innovated with some bushkin and made made use of a vaguely boot shaped rawhide. That was their innovation. Now the British had figured out that a trio upright wooden board splintered around in between the feet would work. Now the Chinese had innovated with what was called the Kui Quen, which they tied, placing cords that could increase the pressure. But then the Indians figured out that a simplistic wooden board. Called, okay, this is just this is what oh is wrong with God. us as humans? Yeah, this is like a, a like a piece of human nature to just fuck. Fuck up your your foot. Yikes. Yeah, 100%. Look at how many references there are to are smashing people's... Okay, what are we even reading about? We are reading about... Oh, this 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 is this this sorcerer who was like, hey, We're a few Cardinal links Richelieu, in, yeah. We're a few links really deep. Really? <laughs> yeah. We're three links deep. Three links deep, boys. We got to get out of here. Okay, so apparently this is all because of possessions. So the whole thing was orchestrated by Cardinal Richelieu. Duh. Mm-hmm. 
Atlas Huxley wrote about that in The Devils of Loudoun. And there's a Ken Russell film. I don't know who Ken Russell is, but I'm excited about him now. Oh, I was hoping you would say Ken Burns. Yeah, me too. I was like, is it Ken Burns or is it, uh, what's the other guy? Like Ken Burns before Russell? he got married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Ken. I'm just... Okay, okay. First of all, here's the Diabolical Pact. They have the Diabolical Pact. <laughs> oh my God. They, they have the Diabolical Pact. It says right here, we... The influential Lucifer, the young Satan, Belzebub, Leviathan, Emil, Lee, Azeroth, together with others, have today accepted the covenant pact under Urbane Grandier, who is ours. In him do we promise the love of women, the flower of virgins, the respect of monarchs, honors, lust, and powers. He will go whoring three days long. And the carousal will be dear to him. He offers us once in the year a seal of blood under the feet. He will trample the holy things of the church. And he will ask us many questions with the pact that he will live 20 years happy on the earth. And will later join us to sin against God found in hell in the council of demons. And then it's signed. Lucifer, Beelzebub, Satan, Azeroth, Leviathan, Emily. The seals place the devil, the master, and the demons, princes of the Lord. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very awesome that someone, probably Richelieu. Yeah. <laughs> forged a little a little diabolical pact mm -hmm. yeah someone who knows a lot about these demons and would probably spend all his time you know studying them in bibles or whatnot certainly it was this guy yeah. who signed this god what i is, just love the idea of like they're like the idea of like i never heard of azeroth or leviathan we should like actually there's 17 different <laughs> demons this is interesting you're like mm. <laughs> have we has anyone done a simple analysis of Richelieu's handwriting for the pact. Oh, handwriting. boy, that'd like, be so good. <laughs> wait, wait Every a time minute. someone does it, they're just murdered. Beacon, we have to use, go up to get into that picture, we have to use those signatures as one of our signatures in that, in that, in oh, that drawing. Oh, you are right. What? There are six signatures of the devil, all these different versions of the devil, and the Urbane Pact. Oh, my God, the Urbane Pact is such a cool, mysterious phrase, which is the goofiest thing ever. Dude, this is, we, we're definitely going to, Includes some of these signatures. Also, one final thing, Art Max, because I'm getting very excited, okay? Because mm -hmm. uh, as you know, um, I listen to a lot of death metal yes. uh, 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 all the time. And I didn't realize this one really, really famous Morbid Angel album is all about this. Oh. I've listened to this album a bunch when I was a young child, The Covenant. Oh. So apparently, this talks about it right here. The artwork uh, shows the Book of Ceremonial Magic to the right and the reproduction of the Pack of Urbane Grandier on the left. That's good. So look at this. That is super. This is the little letter right here. So I've been looking. I've looked at this album cover a million times before. That is God. so cool. Now hold on, Vegan. Florida Boys. It's so. This is a, a, a. What kind of metal is this again? Death metal. This is this is real class. I would call this classical death metal. Florida death metal. Now could you understand the, the lyrics that they were saying? Did they talk oh, about? Oh, one this? zero percent. No, 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 no. You cannot understand the. It's gym. It's pure. It's absolutely distorted, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And you would look it up and you'd be like, dear, dear God, there's a lot of references. I would look up lyrics sometimes, you know, and it would be like, what the heck is this stuff? But you didn't, you know, you just read them once or twice and you're like, dude, this shit is about. And you look it up on some fact, but you wouldn't end up on Wikipedia back then. No. You would end up every single time on some metal forum or you would end up on the Church of Satan's website or all that good early internet stuff. Good early. Various yeah. B, B bulletins reading about, you know, but yeah. <laughs> They're cool. That's, Let's keep going. Cool. Let's keep going. That was that we got. We got how many links deep do we get right there? Tons. Too many to count. Yeah. Too many to count. Let's keep going. Uh, take us to 1721, our man. All right. Looks like we got a snoozer here. Seven. <laughs> I almost coughed. Ouch. 1721. The city of Shamaki in Safavid, 
Shirvan is sacked. Okay, that's very good alliteration right there. City even sounds like an that is S, good. almost. Totally, 100%. The city of Shamaki and Savage Shiran is sacked. Very cool. A sacking. A classic sacking. Just a bit of a sack. <laughs> bit of, a bit of a sack here. Uh, just find something better than that, though. We need something more than a simple sack. Oh, I've got a great one right here. I am very curious about this one. 1783, a huge fireball meteor is seen across Great Britain as it passes over the East Coast. Fuck yeah. Oh boy, I was actually <laughs> assuming that this link for a huge fireball meteor was going to go to a very specific event of this, but it just might be for meteors. Oh no. Oh no, me too. I'm very nervous they won't have any details about this. But here, what I was going to say is, how, imagine how many religions were formed that day. Nope, there's an article. Hell yeah. It's called the, the 1783 Great Meteor. Unusually bright bullioid observed on the 18th in the British Isles. What happened? What religions were formed? <laughs> what? Yes. Come on, something has to be happened. No, there's nothing. Okay, there's a painting of it. Oh, there's a cool, really, really nice painting right here by Paul Sandby. Hmm. Some people in some tricorder hats looking at a meteor in the sky and being like, hmm, interesting. Hmm. I bet you the, we'll have to ask the Catholic Church what this means later. Yeah, they probably said, I well, I never. never. <laughs> well, I never. Hmm. I'll be writing to Richelieu about this to say, what's this all about? Could you please schedule these ahead of time? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, not, nothing really interesting in here. It just says that there's a big meteor. I just, I, I wanted to be like, it caused widespread panic. Yes. Oh, boy. Wait, hold on. What did that say about Halley's Comet? You know that Halley's Comet sometimes draws a little controversy. Yeah. A little bit of, yeah, exactly. That's what I like about comets and stuff like that. I want a little bit of panic. No one panicked? Okay, I don't see anything. everyone already panicking about normal stuff already? And they're like, ah, oh, now there's look, a the meteor? The is this. These are just normal. No, no, these are some. Look at these. They're showing people in tri-corner hats and poofy powdered wigs. They're just like, mm, interesting, lovely. Well, right. I mean, the, 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 but clearly, all of the peasants saw it too. The peasants didn't have artists to depict the, the thing, the event for them. Here's, what? What? Here's me. Wait, here's what, me. Uh, you're just gonna negate the history of peasant art, art man. Okay, you're right. Here's me pick, no, 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 picking no, no, no. potatoes it was on the British Isles <laughs> when the meteorite went. Oh, wait, the British Isles is like all Britain. Whoops, never mind. I got to get out of here. Did you think it was okay, a specific I don't know island? On. It is. Yes. Technically, it is. Let's get off this. Um, okay, keep keep going on. Uh, ooh, wow. Major Gordon Lang becomes the first non-Muslim to enter Timbuktu. How do they keep track of that? What was that entrance like? Mm, I don't know. Gordon Lang. Probably super awkward when everyone goes to pray right there. Oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, whoa. Hey, I'm, I'm new here. Wait, what? Okay, let's keep going. Uh, actually, this is a fact for me. Our, our Matt, mm. 1838, the Wilkes Expedition, which would explore the Puget Sound in Antarctica, weighs anchor at Hampton Roads. I used to live there. You did? That's what's what that's what my area is called. It's called Hampton Roads, Art Matt. You didn't know that? Mm. That's what the that's what the seven cities are called. Oh, I didn't really study Virginia and Connecticut. What, what is your problem? <laughs> You're not studying Virginia, okay? <laughs> no, but Hampton Roads is like the classical name for... Because no one says they're from Virginia Beach or you're from Norfolk or you're from Chesapeake. You're from Hampton Roads, mm -hmm. you know. But people, some people say Southern Virginia or you say Virginia Beach. But see, look at that. It's just, it's just the red part right here. Hampton Roads. Yeah, I call it the red part. So, yeah, I call it the red part. That's the other way people call it here. So this is just when the Wilkes Expedition, which was trying to find Antarctica, was like, let's stop in oh, Hampton fuck. Roads. And guess what? And because of that... We study it every single year in history. We study it from grades kindergarten oh. through high school. Uh-huh. Began, I just made That's a it. grave error. I thought they were... What? I thought they were leaving from someplace else to find Antarctica, and they stopped at this place and said, hmm, Antarctica's a little more, uh, a little more uh, temperate than I thought it would be. <laughs> 
Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. You thought, okay, you were reading this back as it was like Christopher Columbus being like, we've discovered India. Yeah. Done. And they were like, Antarctica. It's not that much ice. I think the rumors were false. <laughs> exactly. Okay, pretty nice. All right. So the world is pretty nice everywhere. Let's get down to business here. Yes. We've got to be careful with that winter coming, though. I've heard, I've heard crazy things. Yeah. Okay, I like that fact better. Let's keep going. Art, Matt, find us something worth our time. No more battles, no more sacks, no more coups. Okay, very cool. Let's see. Uh, 1884. Camilla O'Gorman and Ladzilao Guterres are executed on the orders of Argentine dictator Manuel de Rosa. Important point to note. Camila has her own uh, Wikipedia article. Ladislao does not. Yeah. What's going on there, Ladislao? What'd you do? Mm-hmm. Now, Camila was a Argentinian socialite known for having a relationship with a Roman Catholic priest. That doesn't make sense. Oh, now I know why he didn't have a uh, Wikipedia article, because he was not a socialite. Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was it. Not popular. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> not popular enough. Mm-hmm. I just love the idea. They're like, okay, cool. And how popular was what was Ladislao? Yeah, no, yeah, take the Wikipedia article. We've got new standards here, okay? So, uh, yeah, Camila, what was going on with her? Oh, yeah, she's definitely in. She's definitely in, okay. Uh, nice, cool. A little socialite executed because she was having sex with a priest. Oh, they didn't and celebrate their love? The priest. There's been a lot of... Yeah, it's such a... Yeah, oh, go ahead, please. A lot of priest fucking. A lot of priest fucking. A lot of religious actions taken based on religious action. I'll, uh, I, that's a witch, that's a sorcerer. You're not allowed to have sex with our father. <laughs> Or whatever they're called. God, I wonder what how much what, what would happen if the Pope got having got caught having sex with a witch. Oh my! Because you God. remember you can't get in trouble if you are the Pope or Cardinal. <sighs> that one Pope figured it out awesomely. Yeah. Because the problem is that she had sex with a priest, not not a Pope, not a Cardinal, not a Bishop. Mm-hmm. So they're both in trouble. Yeah. But when you're a Pope, you can be like, ah, I'm having sex with these witches now. Like, Damn it! Damn it! Wow. We what hated, a but... That's like that's like one of those paradoxes. Like, could God make a rock so heavy he couldn't lift? Could the Pope fuck a witch Stop. so oh. beautiful that they couldn't make him not? He couldn't pope? resist. I don't know. Oh, my brain's hurting. God, oh, that's a great. That is great news, though. For if you're a priest, you're like, God damn, oh. all those, all those hot witches. I've got to wait until I'm Pope. Yes. Um. I I just remembered something that we forgot to do yesterday. We didn't. Uh. We didn't point out the very first fact about a woman yesterday. And is this no? Th- and this definitely is not because we already Ooh. talked about witches yesterday. But um. This is the first one about yeah. a very specific witch that's just mentioned in the article. Or I mean, I oh my say, god, that's a good idea, Matt. Yes. We gotta we gotta say this. What's the first woman fact? And is it about a witch? <laughs> like how yeah. often is it? We'll get the percentages. It's like, okay, the first woman usually appears in history according to Wikipedia in eighteen hundreds, and typically they're witches. Yeah. It's we have to see we have to make note of whether it's in good light or bad light. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Let's keep it going though. Uh Armand, this feels like a fact for you. It's got taverns and it takes place in your in your current hometown. Mm-hmm. Yep, basically. I mean, kind of. 1864, American Civil War. Battle of Globe Tavern. Union forces try to cut a vital Confederate supply line into Petersburg. I can hear you laughing already. By attacking the Wilmington... Stop, it's not... It says... says, No, no, you can't... I already... No. Huh? This This is a false fact. This is a false fact. They're trying to sell a real fact here. It says, Battle of Tavern. Cut a vital supply line. Stop. (laughs) Stop. Write the real fact, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. The Union stole the beer from the Confederates. You know what happened here. Yeah. I know this is all bullshit. Like the railroad. That, no. Yeah, it makes sense. I just feel like they're 
What, 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 vital supply line. No. No, I'm not even going to read this factor. I mean, I'm not going to dive into it because I know the real history of this. The Battle of Globe Tavern, the vital supply line was simply the unions intercepted the beer supplying the taverns here to the Confederates. And he, the funny part about this, Armet, is, is that you know that the Union like to drink way more than the Confederates. So it, it didn't. It wasn't like necessarily good for the Union, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone loved a good drink back then, especially when you're in Petersburg. I mean, that's all there is to do there in Petersburg. It's pretty much either it's fight the South or drink. Mm -hmm. Most of the time at the same time here. I'm doing both, yeah. Yeah, yeah. every day, every day. That's what I'm doing here. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, this is actually a really big fact for me. Mm. Uh, 1868, French astronomer Pierre Janssen discovers helium. Oh, my drug of choice. I think that there's mm. nothing funner than going to a party, you know, mm -hmm. putting on a wig, sunglasses, you know, <laughs> okay. maybe a little outfit. You know, yes. keep keeping some helium with me discreetly and just becoming someone different for the night. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like drugs are all about escaping. I just want to forget about my problems. And for me, I think it's fun just to, you know, put on a wig and just, hey, guys, what's up? My name's uh, Pierre. <laughs> Pierre. <laughs> I did not know where you I'm were going down. with this one the whole time. And it paid off, baby. <laughs> Every 15 minutes, like, hey, guys, gotta go. I'll be right back. <laughs> Wow. I think Pierre's got a drug problem. Like, I think he's re he's always going to the bathroom every mm -hmm. 50. Hey, guys, I'm back. I remember really back. And it looks like he has a, again. a nitrous balloon in his back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep, yep. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you. That's why you're my, you're my dog. Oh, look at him. He discovered the gaseous nature of the solar chromosphere. <laughs> what a baller. What? He's the one? <laughs> <laughs> He's the one. Daughter of architect Paul. Mother was Pauline. That's that's an interesting... Uh, Wait a minute. Oh, man. Well, he went to Peru in order to determine the magnetic equator. He studied telluric absorption in solar spectrum in Italy and Switzerland. Wow. Then he went off to Japan to observe the transits of Venus. He is a real globetrotter. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, he discovered helium. And then from there, he took out his new persona. <laughs> Dr. High Voice, yeah. <laughs> Dr. High Voice. <laughs> you know, seriously, imagine if you discover helium and you can figure out you can make your voice higher. Yeah. It's just like, you have to keep that secret for 30 years. Are like, you kidding come me? Come on. You could tour the world just doing that one trick. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Seriously. Oh, my God. I'd be selling it. I'd be selling like the whole course to someone like, hey, what's up? For $10,000, I'll teach you the technique. Yeah. Here's the stuff. You could only buy it from me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, baby. Oh, okay, real quick. His name was Pierre Jules Caesar Jansen, also known as Jules Jansen. Jules Jansen. This guy is so cool. I love him. He's really thinking really deeply right here. Mm -hmm. Okay, huge fan. Thank you for, like, thank you for, I mean, I don't know. One day I'm definitely going to go into rehab, and I know I'm going to get laughed so hard for being like, yeah, I'm always going through a couple tanks a week. Mm -hmm. Nitrous? No, helium. Helium, yeah. What are you talking about? You know what I think I remember <laughs> hearing is that the United States controls the most, uh, you know, like the uh, the majority of the world's helium supplies. And it's running out. That's every name, every drug. Name every drug. Uh, that's how it is for here. Okay. Mm, of course, yeah. we have the biggest partiers. Okay. <laughs> the biggest problem about doing helium when you're addicted is someone always knows. You know what I mean? You're just like, you're like, are you on it again? No. Oh, no. You know, you just got to like, the key is just not talk. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's keep going. Uh, Matt, you know, the, you know, the move. Talk till you find a fact that's worth talking about. Cool. And I'll put a little flavor on each one, but it'll be like, you know, a five-sentence piece of flavor if you got me right. Anyway, here we go. 1870. Franco-Prussian War. Battle of Gravelot is fought. 
Next, 1891, a major yeah. hurricane strikes Martinique, leaving 700 dead. I read this at first and thought it said that um, the major hurricane Martinique, and I was like, oh, they named it Martinique? And I was like, no, wait, they didn't name them back then. So this was just a hurricane without a name. I'm going to call it uh, Major Began Hurricane. Uh, next. It's so good that we know about hurricane names. Now, we learned that just yesterday. So Yeah. I can't believe how uh, erudite I'm becoming. <laughs> You are becoming so erudite. Erudite. Hit How it. How do you okay. pronounce it? <laughs> no, no, you got. You said it right. Erudite. Keep, keep. keep yeah. You're exactly right. I'm a real erudite okay. philistine. Okay. Anyway, uh, the the next fact actually is a real fact, all right, man. So hit us. Okay. Here. Oh yes. Uh, 1903. German engineer Carl Jatho allegedly flies his self-made motored gliding airplane four months before the first flight of the Wright brothers. <sighs> You know how excited any fact that says allegedly, I'm reading. That's it. Yes. That's pretty much my barometer. I just mm -hmm. go allegedly because you know if you click on the article, there's typically a little article that Ooh. says controversy. Yes. There's, or, there, you know. Yeah. There are, there, yeah there's always going to be some mystery there because it says fucking allegedly. Allegedly, a very close, if not synonym, Claims with mystery. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, here it is. Claims to precedence over the Wright brothers right away. That's what it goes into. Just like, I don't know about this here. Let's see. From mm -hmm. August here, he made progressively longer hops, a.k.a. flights, in, in a pusher triplane. A pusher. Uh, mm -hmm. He said he was uh, controlled. A newspaper article said that he'd been working on controllable air vehicles for 12 years now. Uh, later, assessments of claims and recreation attempts. In Germany, some enthusiasts credit him with making the first airplane flights of the Germans. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So the Germans are really trying to push for this. Jatho's personal claim to a place in the history books on the aviation grounds is significant pioneers' vehicles. It's tarnished from the fact that he took 30 years to have it legally certified. Oh, what? And the Germans think that that's the problem. Hmm. Now, here's the thing, though. In the summer of 1933, Jatho's former assistant gave practical proof by a flight demonstration with an exact replica. A replica? Hmm. Hmm. In 2006, September, a local initiative of aviation historians and researcher replicas built, led by mm. Harold Lohman, attempted another recreation. But again, adverse weather conditions prevented it from happening. Hmm. Mm. So, Armand, are you, a, are you a Jatho truther? <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea of him doing this. Uh, this is cool. I remember I went to the... Actually, hold on. Wait. Yeah, I went to the Wright Brothers Museum last summer. And there were other people in like the museum that they talked about who are cool. I think one of them was that guy who jumped was off the. Was Jatho mentioned? Did you get kicked out if you mentioned Jatho picked up and tossed out on the curb? Yeah, you get fl flown off on a balloon. They tie a big balloon to you and you flow off, fly off into the Atlantic. Here's what I'll say. I'm going to make a bold statement here, and I'm pretty sure this is true. We'll see if this plays out here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anytime you know a group of people only by brothers and not by the single person, right? Yes. I don't trust them. Mm. Something sketchy is going on there. You know what that means. There's two people to cover up one person's yeah. one person's invention here. That's... Jatha did it on his own. Yeah. And two people can hide a crime way more easily. They both have alibis or witnesses oh, yeah. or, you know, what's that called? They're in cahoots. They're also probably, they're also like flipping places all the time, a la Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. It really makes it easy to cause crimes. So mm. I don't know. I just don't trust. I don't trust. I don't. We'll see. Let's find a historical example of some brothers who are trustworthy. So for the Wright brothers, sketchy. Yeah, yeah. And what about their other brother? No, wait. He was that was Orville Rick, Rick, Rickenbacker. So he made popcorn. Never mind. He just had the same first name. Different guy. <laughs> yeah, a different type of brother. <laughs> yes. 
Okay, let's keep going. Uh, 1917, a great fire in uh, Thessaloniki, Thessaloniki, Greece, destroys 32% of the city, leaving 70,000 individuals homeless. It didn't tell how many people died. Yeah. Yikes. Great. It's a great fire. 1917, very sad. Same year JFK was born. Okay. Why does that matter? <laughs> it doesn't. Let's keep going. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, hey, Art Matt. The first happy women's fact today. Oh. I feel like you're, since you know a woman. I do know one. Yeah. 1920, the 19th Amendment to the United States Constitution is ratified guaranteeing women's suffrage. 1920. Okay. Art Matt, I'm about to blow your mind here, okay? Mm-hmm. Blow your mind here, okay? And I'm gonna say this right now. I know you're gonna be, you're gonna, you're gonna be like vegan. We can't release this episode. You're canceled. You're gonna, you're gonna be so upset, okay? Uh huh. And I'm gonna make the statement here. I'm actually pro women's suffrage. So I know you might not be, okay? Vegan, stop you know, the recording. But, okay, I know, I know. I'm gonna get canceled. I know some people think that's so. I told you, it's a whole thing. If you go on the street and you ask maybe ten people in a row. You know, 10 bros. Yeah. Yo, we should end women's suffrage. Agree? Yeah. Five out of those bros are going to say yes. So it is a bit of a controversial opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of Fox News anchors do this exact same thing. Yep. Happens constantly. Yeah. They've yeah. proven yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They pr- it's proven by Fox. Okay. Hey, double woman fact. Uh, oh. 19, uh, or, yeah, 1923, first British track and field championships for women in London. You're not going to tell us who won. Yeah, wait a minute. I mean, like, who who got all the medals? Well, Mary Lyons got the 100 yards. Mary Lyons also got the 440 yards. Mary Lyons also got Mary the 120 yards. Well. Mary Lyons also got the... Mary Lyons is the answer, okay? Hmm. She seems pretty cool. Man, Mary. Yeah, she was super good at running and jumping and other stuff like that. She worked as a waitress. She died in a traffic accident. But it was she was 85. She was she was rushing to post her Christmas mail and ran in front of a van. That's not as sad of a, a traffic accident Whoa. at 84 years old, being a very accomplished. Uh, uh, you know, wow, she's got a lot of medals. Yep, long jump, long jump, 600 nm, whatever the heck is. Oh wait, it's just a regular. No M. one knows what that one is. Yeah, four times First 100. She cleaned up in Monte Carlo. Yeah. God damn. Okay, nice job. Good job. Good job, Mary Lines. Yeah. Good job. You, 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 three years earlier, you got a vote in America. Now you're in London. Nothing to do with that. And boom, you're, you're jumping over stuff. Uh, tell us about this famous bridge, Art Matt. 1938. 1938. The Thousand Islands Bridge connecting New York, United States. Okay. <laughs> that threw me for a loop for a second because then I saw Ontario. I'll read the whole thing. New York to the United States? Yeah. Finally. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, what an accomplishment. Clap, clap, clap. It must have taken a thousand islands to do that. Anyway. Wow, this, this bridge sounds delicious. Anyway, the Thousand Islands Bridge connecting New York, United States with Ontario, Canada over the St. Lawrence River is dedicated by U.S. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. All right, cool, cool, cool. Thousand Islands, we like the dressing, we like the bridge. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it for now. Now we're connected to Canada. Is that good or bad? Uh, eh, that's, that's neither here nor there. That's yet to be determined. <laughs> we'll, we'll let that one play out. It's a little, I would say too soon to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's go to 1940. World War II, the hardest day air battle, Battle of Britain. At this point, the largest aerial engagement in history with heavy losses sustained on both sides. Take a guess at how many planes were shot down, Art Man. Oh, boy. On both sides? I'm going to say, I, I feel like it could be a, you know, sub-100, but I also want, I'm going to say 100 yeah, and... I, I'm kind of feeling that. But I do want to say 140. I don't want to guess both sides. I'm gonna God, say, you're taking my guess. I was going to say one. T- I'm sorry. Just guess. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say well I'm gonna say exactly now now it's gonna look like I'm copying you 140 on both sides fine fine Um, I'm gonna say 120 in all 60 60 okay Uh uh-huh well Beacon you should have guessed 139 if you or 141 if you wanted to win no I'm not scamming it I'm being I'm going for the gold okay here it is right here casualties lost is uh it's, mm. They really broke it up to make it very hard for me to do this here. Uh, aircraft, 69 to 71, destroyed. Uh, they may, they, uh, there's a lot of damage. Aircraft destroyed ground. There's so many There's so many different categories here. I think I was exactly correct, Arbat. You could agree with that, right? I think I was you were. Money. Uh, I, I was pretty yeah. close. Like, we, 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 were, we were both pretty close here. Uh, yeah. After I changed the answer because you gave yeah, the answer I, I was going to do. <laughs> yep. Lucky. Okay, cool. Awesome. So this is a big old battle. It really it was, it was, you know, this is the first time we were learning to fight in the sky, you know? I mean, I think this is even pre, was, was the, um, was, uh, was, was, uh, Snoopy already fighting at this time? Had he been drafted? I just, I'm confused because that's when my, um, World War II, uh, aerial history picks up is once Snoopy and the Red Baron started fighting. <laughs> that, that's real, right? Mm. Snoopy's killed Nazis, right? Because I really am holding on to that right uh, now. Okay, can, can right? you hear me? Because you're sounding like a robot to me. I think the internet's going out. Okay, I can't hear you. You're not responding. I feel like the internet's mm. dying. Um, let's go to 1945, our man. Can you I hear me? Definitely S- can't hear you. Sukarno. Right okay, the internet uh, is dying. I, I did don't hear think a bit. You can hear me. Dart. Oh, I can hear you now. It sounds a little better now. Darn it! I don't think you can hear me either. Uh you can't. Uh, you're pretending. Oh God, no! You can't. I can't hear you. Oh, you just caught up to that part. Uh oh. Okay. Armand, this we have a fascinating. Good, there's a good section of. Okay, can you hear me? Yes. 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 Armand. Armand. It's gonna make for a very fascinating Armand. recording. Okay. When we're both talking. This to might each be other. where we end today. Let's try to harmonize. Uh, I can't. Uh, okay. The internet's dying. I'm gonna stop, Armand. Uh, you stop too. And uh, we'll 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 have to just do this another time. Maybe we'll this might be a short abbreviated one. I mean, we've got like an hour. No, uh, man, we're gonna I finish like a little you. bit more facts. But hey, who cares? Stopping. Uh, now I can't. Now I can't hear even the robot sound. This is great. I'm gonna just do it without Began, and hopefully we're just talking over each other perfectly. That usually happens. Uh oh. Uh, and now I have to go to the different thing, and I'm listening. And anyway, where were we? Where were we? It was right after the American Civil War when <coughs> some guy did something. Hmm. Here we are. 1945. Sukarno takes office as the first president of Indonesia. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I guess Indonesia was... was... Oh, I guess we're... I guess, okay, hold on. Well, Began's officially gone, so uh, we got disconnected, and he's sent me a message via text that we're going to stop for for now. But I felt like that was a very fun episode. Began, wait, I can hear you. Began? Oh, no, he's gone now. And also, did my Discord crash? That's weird. Oh, well. Uh, Yeah, we're going to call it there. Thanks, everyone. I hope uh, you didn't uh, have some big plans for the rest of this episode. And want to hear that, because we're stopping it. Bye.